think it's already the part he's built. I'm gonna build up all those holes and bears. Excuse me, it's the first time around. It's too late to talk about, but this time we're talking about the ballad. it's time to, to, to start the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to put a put a the Muppet Show tonight. Oh my God! I forgot. I need to download a shitload of Muppet music for this episode. Uh, it's the Muppet. I gotta get real Muppet music because I can't just use music from this movie because there's not a lot of great 2011. music in this movie. Yeah, the Muppets. Mm. Yeah, this is your choice. This is your project. Mm-hmm. You had not mm-hmm. seen this. Uh, mm-hmm. We chose this partially just because we had finished uh, doing another Jason Siegel project last week. We did. I chose Forgetting mm-hmm. Sarah Marshall as part of my spiel of summertime movie comedies. And summertime. Because there's puppet stuff in that movie. You were like, ah, oh, let's 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 do the fucking Muppets movie because that was the next thing Jason Siegel did. And we're both big Muppet fans. We like the Muppets. We both own Muppets. <sighs> That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I own two. What's really? Which what like yeah. what, are they both the uh, uh what are the blank puppets? The, that's what I have cuz Whatnots. Yeah, the Whatnots. Yeah, they're F. both F. Whatnots. If that's what you got too. Is it from the same thing that I got was like FAO Schwartz had their like Whatnot yeah, I, sale? Yeah. Yeah, I had the one design your own order. puppet. Yeah. Yeah, and then they had some in stores you could buy that came with various eyeballs and stuff and I got that. Yeah, I was meant to get like some extra accessories and like a couple extra costumes for my Whatnot before they stopped selling well, that stuff, but I think I missed that window. I was like, no, the, ni- the nice thing about my son is once he outgrows a certain size, I will be able to <laughs> put that on my Muppet. That's a good point, actually. Uh, one benefit of having a child. <laughs> just the one. Yeah, just the one. But yeah, that's hilarious. But uh, yeah, so yeah, this is um the Muppets' big comeback after... I don't know what the last... I think the last theatrically released... I sh- I should have looked up the Muppets. It was Muppets in Space. Was it Muppets in Space? And I would imagine mm-hmm. it had to been a better part of a decade. Let's see, Muppets Space. When did I think that, that come was out? 1999, maybe? Yeah, oh man, so it had actually been more than a decade. Because even I was looking up uh, this movie on the Muppets Wikipedia, uh, and even then, <laughs> I guess the Muppets Wikipedia doesn't draw too too much of a distinction between like the straight-to-DVD Muppet movies and the theatrical ones. And so they were like, mm-hmm. this movie only came out five years after The Muppets Wizard of Oz, which was a, yeah. like, yeah, lifetime TV movie of the week. And I was like, oh, I fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, Muppets yeah. in Space. Man, does Brian Henson didn't even have anything to do with this movie. Because Brian Henson, he, the son of Jim Henson, I know he, he was the guy who was in charge of all the Muppet stuff, of course, after his dad died. But I don't think, looking up, he had, he had nothing to do with this movie. It was all Jason Siegel and his dudes. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. He was, I don't think he was even a producer on this movie. That's really weird. Well, uh, he was, I mean, the Muppets were sold to Disney at that point. So. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Fuck. Did you? Oh, you know what? That's the thing when I fired up this movie, too. I just watched it right before we started recording. I forgot the Muppets were a fucking Disney thing. When this movie fired up, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, of course it's Disney, because everything's owned by Disney, which is funny, because it's one of the first big well, yeah. properties that Disney bought, but I was like, oh, but, yeah. Like, also, really, if if you were going to have one company buy the Muppets, who would you, else would you get besides Disney? Well, that's Disney? the thing. I mean, I guess you couldn't necessarily... I mean, they'll, yeah. they'll either try to do it well and and not do it well, but they at least try, or they just won't use them ever at all. Yeah, which that's what they've done. Which was, what, which was well, that was what was happening with the Muppets anyway. They were just languishing in obscurity. 
Yeah, I guess so they had years. more of a presence in the theme parks until after, you know, of course, Marvel and Star Wars. Pretty much everything that Disney bought after the Muppets kind of shoved yeah. the Muppets out of the limelight eventually. Because I've, I've seen multiple YouTube videos and Twitter rants and things online about how people are lamenting how this one part of the Disney parks was Muppet-themed. And that eventually got turned into Doctor Strange's fart fart holatorium or like fucking darth vader's yeah, I, pizza I, hut yeah i mean it wasn't a whole section of the park it no exactly yeah movie but still like whatever that, that's pretty much how the uh, muppets were kind of being cute. kept alive by disney was just kind of a meager uh, park presence and even that wound up <laughs> being shoved aside um yeah. actually it's funny because this movie came out the same year that disney bought star wars too so this is kind of like Mm. I, it's and also it's weird too because the Muppets are kind of back to square one because this movie we we're recording this in the summer of 2018. It's been seven years since this movie came out, and the Muppets are right back to being completely forgotten. That's one of the sad things about watching this movie because I I saw this movie on opening day uh, in the theaters and I was like, man, this may be a new. I I didn't care much for this movie, but maybe it's a new dawn for the Muppets. Well, he the problem is, it's that the. Thing that so many people do, where it's just not as good as it was when I was a kid. I watched The Muppets Tonight or whatever, and it was cute. It was fine. It was Muppety, but people wanted what they remember, not necessarily what it was. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not that I just wanted. I think there's. All the <clears throat> All the performers are still really good. It's a lot of the same performers. I do remember. It's, they still. They still hit the 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 comedic timing correctly the yeah. jokes that that land still land really well i do remember it's just people fold their arms and say it's not from when <laughs> i was a kid so i don't like it i do remember this movie being the first time i had really experienced the 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 new uh kermit voice which is weird because Wait. this guy had been doing the kermit voice for a good 10 years before i had I you saw... not seen the christmas carol <sighs> no oh okay yeah uh, I think since then I had seen the Muppets Christmas Carol and stuff, but I I had not really uh, like engaged in any Muppet stuff uh, since like the Muppet Babies cartoon. Cause cause you folded your arms and said, "Not from when I was a kid." I mean, not, I didn't really have to because there wasn't that much stuff to really Muppet stuff to get engage in, except for like Muppets Treasure Island, I guess Muppet Carol, but like. My, I was in my 20s when they was, those came out, so it wasn't quite so much, you know, I had grown up with my fill of the Muppet movies, so there wasn't quite so much like a, like, a, oh my god, I gotta go out and see every new Muppet movie. And I have to admit, once Jim Henson died, they did, did kind of take the wind out of my sails out of the Muppets for me. It's not like I had well, any particular opinion. It's not like I was like, Muppets will never be the same again. But it's just kind of sad thinking about going to see the Muppets again after he was dead. Yeah. Especially because he was the voice the of the main guy. Did you watch the Jim Henson hour when that was on? Oh, man. You know what? I saw it in reruns. Is that the one that always uh, ended with him and the White Lion? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. You know what? I saw the... Oh, God. It was the it was the storyteller? Yeah, that, that was, was, it like, was the... the it was one half was the Muppets, and then the other half was the... That shit like the was the bomb. That shit was the, amazing. What have you. And I'm glad to say... I mean, if Jim Henson had to die, that, you know, I guess he had to die. I, he didn't have to die. All he had to do was go to the fucking doctor and not die, but he couldn't b b bother to do that. But man, <laughs> says the guy who will never go to the doctor. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm at the end of watching this movie. I'm like, wow. Imagine what the world would have been if he'd just gone to the doctor. And I'm like, 
I should go to the doctor too. <laughs> like that <laughs> Johansson is the case. If you're trying to convince someone to go to the doctor, you just point to like all you have to do is point at Johansson's picture and say, "Wrong sounding Muppets. Go get yourself checked." Um, but if yeah. he had to die, at least like the storyteller was a worthy thing to go out on top with. Um, yeah. Um, and it's interesting too because I see a lot of people like slamming Disney about like, oh, they totally stole this. They they took the Muppets as soon as he died. They came in like vultures and stole the Muppets away. Like, no, Jim Henson. He was working on the deal to sell the company to Disney when he died. It's not yeah. like they were predatorial and like just took advantage of the fact that there was no head of the company anymore and like stole the Muppets. Like he was, mm -hmm. he wanted to go off and do other things. And I think he even said he still wanted to keep on doing Muppet stuff, but he just didn't have, he didn't want to have to take care of the business half of owning the yeah. Muppet company anymore. And so he was like, well, if I can sell these guys to Disney, I know Disney will at least, they won't fuck up the characters. As long yeah. as they let me come back and I'll puppeteer, uh, you know, Kermit for projects and stuff like that. Yeah, they can worry about the financing and stuff, and I could just worry about being a puppeteer, what I always wanted to do. And it sucks that he died right before he got that dream of being able to do Muppet stuff without having to worry about the business half. And yeah, because he died because he was so worried about the business half. He didn't ever wanted to slow down to give himself enough time to get it checked out by the doctor because he was running around doing so much stuff. But so the Muppets actually did kind of end up killing Jim Henson in the end in a sad way. And he was taking steps to make it so that he wouldn't have to be that busy. But yeah, and. I guess this was the first, because I think Disney bought the Muppets in 2004, so this would make it the first big, big Muppets project they did in terms of, like, an entertainment thing. Um, and, yeah, and that's, it's, it's funny, because, yeah, it didn't even involve Jim Henson's kid, Brian Henson. It was just Jason Siegel. Yeah, again, like you said, just off the success of forgetting Sarah, Sarah Marshall was like, hey, I want to make a Muppet. I, so, I guess, I didn't realize, I guess it was the Henson company that helped out with the Muppets at the end of forgetting Sarah Marshall? Mm -hmm. That's how Jason Siegel made the connection with the Henson Company, which is strange because I swear to God, those puppets—they look like uh, crank anchors puppets. Well, I mean, they weren't gonna make them look like Henson quality. Oh, puppets I know, for especially this little Broadway show. Yeah, did. especially if it's kind of a pornographic puppet show at the end of that. But still, part of me was like, "Wow, that—that's—that's <laughs> that's the best Jim Henson could do." <laughs> Not Jim Henson, but the Henson Company. But anyway, anyway, um, fuck the crank anchors, fuck that shit. Well, yeah. I've never liked prank anything. Yeah, no, yeah, even the not the, the worst part of bloopers and practical jokes back in the '80s was the practical jokes portion of that show. Yeah, well, it's a, it's funny when people get hurt by accident, but when people get sad on purpose, it, no, it's no fun. No big gusta. It's not. Uh -huh. Um, but yeah, so this is yeah. I saw this opening weekend. I was like, I remember specifically being freaked out by the new Kermit voice. This is the first time I really. I, like thought like it was like oh my god this really isn't the same guy doing Kermit and I kind of forgot about it after a while but it's funny that like it's been long enough since this movie came out I totally forgot that it's not even Jim Henson anymore like that's so much yeah. water under the bridge but at least that's if I have issues I have issues with this movie I don't hate this movie I just think it's I don't think Jason we can I'll talk about this while we're talking about the film itself but like I think Jason Siegel didn't get out of his own way like it's this movie's not a, enough about the Muppets proper um, mm -hmm. like, you could complain about, like, the songs and stuff are maybe not as good as the old ones. That's not what I'm worried about. I'm, I know this is fucking human Muppet Walter. Holy shit. I might be the only person on Earth who has this much of an issue with fucking Walter the Puppet. But holy fuck, I fucking yeah. hate Walter. 
I don't hate Walter. Oh like, my he's, God. he's unoffensive, but I wish his design was anything better. Even if he had like a red nose or like if he yeah. looked more like a Sesame Street human Muppet where he had something. But he's just he's just flesh colored Kermit. And that yeah. freaks me out a little bit. He's so bland. Like if he had a little more character, even if his personality had a little more character or a personality, and if his fucking face had a little more personality, but anyway, I'm, I'm getting too wound up, it's not like I hate this movie, but we're gonna talk about Muppets 2011. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> fucking fuck shit ass. Fuck. I don't hate this movie, but... <clears throat> I'm just irrationally outraged. <sighs> he also, it's just Jason Siegel's face. I feel so bad because he sounds like he's a nice guy, but his like looking up screen caps to so so I could pimp the Sarah Marshall podcast last week. Every goddamn screen cap of Sarah Marshall I kept on finding. He just looked like the most like empty-eyed, comatose, like living awake zombie motherfucker in the world. And then watching this movie after that too, where he's just like, and then there's a Jason Segel puppet in this movie, which is even oh ah. Ooh, well, the no. Jason Seagull. I mean, it's not like the Jason Seagull puppet <laughs> looks like Jason Seagull. <laughs> well, it's weird because I've, I don't know if I've ever seen the Muppet Company ever try to do like a caricature of, of a living person before. Because, like, um, it's a little bit like what was the old puppets they used in the 80s where they caricatured like political people? It's a little grotesque I in think that way. that was the Hen- Henson Company that did No, that. I think that was some kind of British thing. What the fuck? They, they, the same puppet. They have. They have done caricatures, though. Uh, they did... Oh, well, yeah, they must have. I can't imagine, like, Jason Segel would have been the first Muppet caricature. Like, directly, yeah. like, trying to ape, like, someone very specifically. Not just being kind of a slight parody, but... Um... No, they for sure have. Um... Oh, yeah, but yeah, what I'm talking about, the political puppets, they were... The, it was the same company that did the video... Uh, uh, puppets for... There was the... Who's the guy who sings, Tonight! 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 Wow! Phil Collins! Look, I'm gonna Google Phil Collins... Puppets. Phil Collins. Land of puppets. Confusion puppets, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, those. I'm okay, actually, maybe I'm misforgetting how horrendous those puppets were. <laughs> okay, so maybe the Jason Siegel puppet in comparison. Oh my god, what happened to the company that made those puppets? Oh my god, they look like sex dolls that were left out in the sun too long. Okay. Hey, we should talk about the Muppets 2011. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting way good. the fuck sidetracked. There's got Gary and Walter, they're brothers. Yeah. Uh, Gary's a human, Walter's a puppet, which means humans can give birth to Muppets. Which is cute, because it's also or... kind of like recalling that gag in the first Muppet movie where Fozzie and Kermit are supposed to be brothers. Although, yeah. I want to see the family photo of their father... Because that's the funny mm. gag in the Muppet movie is when you see Kermit and, and Fozzie's dad, it's just a green Fozzie with Kermit eyeballs and like the Kermit triangle collar. And it's yeah. hor- It's one of the most grotesque things I've ever seen in a Muppet movie. <laughs> it's horrifying. And I would have loved to have seen the stitched together Frankenstein of a half flesh St. Jason Segel dad with flesh Muppet. I don't know, but yeah. I... Uh, um, jumping ahead of a little bit of trivia, I guess originally, uh, the, the, they had to reshoot a big chunk of this movie because, um, a lot of people didn't like the original script and the first draft of the finished film, a lot of people objected to stuff too. Supposedly in the first draft of this film, uh, the Walter the Puppet was not Jason Siegel's brother. It was a puppet that Jason Siegel built and somehow magically came to life, mm. which... 
I guess the Muppet people were like, this... That's not how Muppets work. We can't... We can't, like... It, 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 like... <laughs> Muppets are just, like, living in the world. Like, you, you're not supposed to call attention to the fact that they're supposed to be puppets. And so yeah. I guess they went back and re either re... I don't... Like, there's conflicting things online as to whether or not that whole version of the movie was shot or if it was just... I don't know. But anyway, but... I... Yeah, that's... Yeah. That seems like kind of a basic misunderstanding of how Muppets work with people in all the other Muppet movies. But anyway, in this movie, they're brothers. You're right. Yep. They grow up, uh, but, well, Gary grows up. <laughs> I do does. like that, yeah. And uh, Walter finds uh, this the Muppets on TV, yeah. becomes obsessed with them because he's a fucking Muppet. And well, the funny thing, he, that, it's, he, like, he, he recognizes the Muppets as being like him, but he himself is not quite a Muppet. He never says, hey, I'm a puppet, and they're a puppet, too. He's just like called to them, but they never articulate the fact that he's artificial compared to yeah. Jason Siegel. They never really dial that in, which I appreciate. It's just kind of this weird... Yeah. But it's also... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, like, when they, with these flashbacks and showing them through the years... All this Coneheads flashback he, shit, yeah. Yeah, he's wearing a Kermit costume and kids make fun of him, and they're like, what is 1976? Fuck, fuck those kids. Kermit's always awesome. I mean, if you grew up in, like, the 80s and 90s when the, when, the, when the fucking Muppets weren't that big of a thing, I could see being like, what the fuck is this? Except that he would have been, like, in the 80s at that point. Because I, it's a Jason flashback. Ja yeah, Jason Siegel's like, our age. age. Yeah. yeah. And if this is Jason Siegel being a kid with his brother, this would be taking place in, like, 1987 or something like that. I know what you yeah, yeah. Yeah. And all, and then, but then it's the president, and these... 30 year olds still share our same room at home <laughs> yeah. in their twin beds. I, I guess that's, yeah, welcome to the Muppet reality. Yeah. The parents yeah. are gone, never said what happened. Maybe they just moved to Albuquerque and left the house to the kids. Yeah. And uh, Gary's going to go to LA with his girlfriend of, tw of tw 10 years. Yeah. Mary. Uh, but surprise, Walter's coming with them. They're going to visit the Muppet studio. Yay. Yay. And then they sing a song with too many humans. Oh, we're already blown past the first. Isn't it the we doesn't is does fucking Walter have his nightmare before all this or after all this? Uh, before it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because this is the first time you actually get to see the Muppets, but it's a in a nightmare sequence before everything else that you just mentioned happened, where Walter's falling mm -hmm. asleep in front of the TV. And he has this dream where the Muppets come out of the TV, but not like in a fun way, but like in a... It's a fucking nightmare. And there's like dead Muppets nailed up to the wall behind them and shit. What? I didn't see no, that. No, yeah, you should see them. I mean, they're not dead. They're not bleeding or anything like that. But like <laughs> inanimate puppet, like Muppet bodies, they're not toys or anything too, but it's just the puppets. But they're like hmm. hung up, like nailed to the wall behind them. It's... I don't know what the fuck. For this to be the first appearance of the Muppets in the movie in this nightmare way I, this is one of the first big missteps of the movie that i thought was a big mistake back then i th think it's still a big mistake now because if anything if you're gonna like and also i could see why they also had wanted to squeeze in the muppets here because the muppets really don't show up for like the first half hour of this movie this is the first one real taste of the muppets you get for the first third of this movie and it's in this fucking creepy ass nightmare anyway but anyway he wakes up that's he's not actually i didn't, with the muppets, I didn't but, find it I didn't find it creepy. I, I, I think. Oh, actually, you know what? It's too much. Yeah. 
he was just like, oh, the Muppets come out of the TV and they're like, hey, come join us. And he runs towards the TV and he can't get in and he wants to get in. Yeah. It's, I'm I actually... I didn't see it as a nightmare, necessarily. One of the Muppets on the wall is actually not nailed up, but it's, uh, actually, it's a baby Fozzie. It's, you know, that's like the one thing referenced to Muppet babies in this whole movie. Anyway, mm. uh, go ahead. And, so, but anyway, after all that happened... Yeah, fucking... Oh. oh, my God, there's a fucking, like, what do you think about the song and dance numbers in this movie? The song's fine, and I like how Jason Segel obviously can't dance. They hired a bunch of dancers to dance behind him, and he just kind of poses. Yeah, he just poses now and then. Yeah, and I was wondering how bad he had to be that he couldn't even fake it. Yeah, I mean, we've seen the guy. He's just a big lumbering dude. I can see why he's like, you know what? We're not even. I don't even feel like wasting the choreographer's time. Like, we'll just admit to the fact that, like, I'm lucky I could just like. Like, like, get out of my car and not fall over, yeah. But yeah, so, they're in small town USA, everyone's super white, and it's like, uh-huh. it's almost like a Pee Wee's Big Adventure version of reality, where it's like small town America. Almost 50s-esque. Yeah. Yeah. He, Gary goes and sees his girlfriend after the song's done, who's teaching a class how to fix a car inside of school. And Which I thought her- that was funny. Which only seems to exist as a joke. Just to be a call forward, because when she fixes the, the electrical stuff yeah. at the theater later, which is like... I also appreciate the fact that she's got, like, a... I don't know if that's supposed to be, like, the same, like, wagon that they're driving in the Muppet movie. I get a feeling that might be the same model of car, because that would be a funny little callback to the original Muppet movie. Mm. But yeah, you're, the first ten minutes of this movie, you, you, you pay your ticket to go see the Muppet movie, and instead you've got, like... Uh, 15 minutes of fucking human assholes dancing without a Muppet in sight, and, and Bill Mudge in t- 2011 is sitting here in his seat just fuming at, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> that doesn't sound like the Bill I Why know. Why are being judgmental before the movie's had a chance to really start? But hey, at least yeah. it's Amy Adams. I like Amy Adams. She's a teacher. He gives her flowers, but he they're all fucked up because he kept them in his jacket. He asked her that she, if she that she's sure she doesn't mind the Walters coming with them. And she's like, yeah, I don't mind. But of course she does. Of course she does. Amy Adams had a kind of a thankless role in this because she's legit trying to be cool about it. But she has a legit issue in that she's like, am I stuck? Like, like being stuck with Walter for the rest of my life, too, which is a legitimate concern. Um, And which is actually something that's never really resolved in the film. I mean, like, this whole issue with her, like, her, like, this, like, not even a love triangle, it's domestication triangle, never gets resolved by the end of the film. I, they, she gets proposed to in the ending credits, but, like, presumably they're still headed for divorce in, in another ten years after this, when Walter never uh, bothers no, to go away. Oh, he's a no. Muppet, so maybe he does go yeah. off. Maybe that does fix her yeah. problem. Okay, yeah. anyway, yeah. So, uh... I have Muppet thoughts, by- Jesus. More singing by humans, and even old fucking ass Mickey Rooney pops up and is like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna sit on a bench and say eight words." Jiminy That's all you Willikers, get Jiminy Willikers. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I was shocked. I would have, I've seen this movie before, and I still thought he was dead. And I was surprised when he showed up in this movie. <laughs> I like, had, oh my god, I had my head turned towards my notes, and I, I didn't see him, but I heard him. I was like, "Was that fucking Mickey Rooney I just heard?" Yeah. And it was. And I guess his son was the choreographer on it. Yeah, there's a little bit of tri- trivia where Jason Siegel was like hanging out with one of the choreographers, and he thought it was weird that the choreographers were referring to Mickey Rooney as dad, and he's like, that's kind of weird. It must be some kind of super fan. I was like, oh no, it actually was just Mickey Rooney's kid, yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, uh, still no Muppets. But like, you know what's funny? Because Mickey Rooney's got like he was almost dressed like himself in his Simpsons appearance, where he's like got like a little newsboy cap on. I'm kind of surprised they didn't keep him for the end, so he comes up with the idea of the telethon. Like, let's put on a show because that was the thing he did with uh, Jude, uh, Judy Garland and so many old you know, 1930s, 40s films. Anyway, shut up. I mean, at this point in his life, he basically is a Muppet made out of leather. <laughs> is he still? Is he? He's not alive anymore, right? Oh, fuck no. He's dead as well. I, I mean, alive in air quotes, because he may be just like, what's the school that the founder of the school it, that they like it was, mummified and put on display? They never buried him. Like, I could see that was, them doing that with the way Mickey Rooney, yeah. It was just a series of bladders and air tubes <laughs> in the, uh, keeping him up in this movie. It actually died a week before filming, but the, the Muppet guys were like, you know what, give us a couple days and we can fix this. At least long <laughs> enough to get him to walk and talk. Not even walk. They couldn't get the legs yeah. to work, so that's why they put him on the bench. But yeah, there's a bellow sticking out of his back. Like, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, the engineers are like, okay, we can, we can get four syllables out of him. And the, <laughs> yeah, and his, and his family got a payday out of it, so everyone was happy. Anyway, so, but yeah. They all get on a bus and go to L.A., and uh, they get to the Muppet Studio, and it's a rundown mess. And Alan Arkin is the uninterested oh. tour guide. Alan Arkin around. is such a small role in this, too. Like, he just shows up for 10 seconds, which is a strange cameo to have, because who's going to care about, like, hey, kids, it's Alan Arkin. Especially if hey, this is Bill. Your... Yeah. You know what all of the Muppets movies have? <laughs> strange cameos. Well, that's one of the tough... For very of... small roles. That's one of the things this movie does absolutely right. It's just funny to see it like in a more modern context, though. Yeah, exactly, mm. yeah. Because And he's just like this lazy, shiftless tour guide for uh, the... the oh, I, I've mentioned this trivia in the past, too, but you may have forgotten it. Do you recognize any of this back lot at all from anything? Yeah, it's Charlie Chaplin. It's Charlie Chaplin's studio. studio, yeah. And actually, I think the main doors that they come in through, that's supposed to be... I think that's the the main uh, street that, like, half of the kid was filmed in, technically. So, technically, we've seen all these buildings before, but in a far less entertaining film. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll go to the mat. Muppets 2011 is better than the kid. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, like, which one are you going to watch if you just want to have a good fucking 90 minutes? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know The Muppets is not quite, you know, like a fucking golden oldie, but yeah. Anyway, but like, fucking, there's a tour. Fucking Walter's walking around. Well, they go past uh, Kermit's rundown office, and then they move on to look at the building where the they kept the medium gauge wire they used in the productions. Which is funny but because Walter- that's probably an actual room at the Muppet Studio, but yeah. Walter stays behind and sneaks into Kermit's old office, and he yeah. looks at the photos and shit, and gets all wispy. And it's a great I mean, set I... because it's filled with like Kermit's banjos. I guess mm-hmm. instead of just having one banjo for the Rainbow Connection, I guess he collected banjos. There's a whole wall filled with uh, signed photos from guests from the Muppet Show, including a photo of uh, Jim Henson. It's all very yeah. sweet, and of course, it's all very mm, evocative and sad, kind of dusty and cobwebby. Yeah, yeah th- this is the only way that Steve uh, Martin and Julie Andrews could cameo in this movie is just having their side photos of the wall. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but then Statler and Waldorf and the bear and Uncle Deadly come in with a pro- what's probably going to be the evil rich man of the movie. Yeah, it's Chris Cooper. Which, I never expected Chris Cooper to be in a fucking Muppet movie, especially because he's just known for playing everyone's racist old grandpa, but, yeah. (laughs) So, he says to Stadler and Waldorf, he's going to turn it into a museum, the Muppet Museum and stuff, and there's a giant contract on the table, 
that's got the deed attached and whatnot. And Which I thought was a pretty clever callback because this is the. Uh, is it Orson Welles that offers them this this contract to them at the end of the first Muppet movie? This is this is the plot device from the end of the first Muppet movie where Orson Welles is like, Ah, oh, yes, the Muppets. Congratulations on coming to Hollywood. We will now issue you the standard rich and famous contract. So it's kind of funny that that becomes a plot device in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's a stipulation in it that the Muppets need to raise $10 million to, to keep the studio before the contract expires. Yeah, I guess the contract was only good for 30 years, and after that 30 years, none of the Muppets have to kind of fend for themselves. And uh, Statler and Waldorf leave, and then the oil bear, oh, the rich Tex man. No, Tex Richman. <laughs> I was about to say, that's was exactly his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, again, that's a great Muppet villain's name, is Tex Richman. Yeah. Um, oh, this movie. He's gonna be he got says, a golden tells, tie, Jesus. He, te he tells the bear and Uncle uh, Deadly that there's oil under the studio and they're gonna rip it up, rip it down and start drilling. And maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. The maniacal laugh gag justifies almost everything else in this movie. Especially just even the casting of Chris Cooper because he just does it so well. He's just like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. I do love no. the next shot of fucking Walter running out of the fucking studio screaming for the next, like, it's like a Ferris Bueller gag where he's just screaming for the next 30 seconds of the movie. Yeah. And he, after he does that, he fills the humans in on the, the deed and shit and all that, and, and there's oil in this studio, she. People have pointed out that, like, would it be legal to, like, drill for oil in the middle of downtown Los Angeles? But... I guess, I mean, there's enough oil in California, I'm sure it probably happens all the time. It's also a Muppet movie. Yeah. I know that's, yeah, <laughs> you, you don't want to get too YouTuber, like, cinema sins about a fucking uh, Muppet movie. I do like when they're trying to come up with ideas what to do next. Uh, they're driving past, I guess, what is supposed to be a famous L.A. Well, establishment, Pink's Hot Dogs. Well, they, they drive past a map to the star's home, and Ultra's like, I got a great idea! Which is right next to the pink hot dogs place, yeah. Yeah, and then it smash cuts them to eating chili dogs, and they're what? like, oh, this was a great idea! I had to rewind it, because this does bring up an issue I've had with other uh, Muppet movies. It's like, when Muppets get, like, dirty and wet and fucked up, I'm like, how odd? Do they, do they create stunt puppets that are just designed for single shots where they might get dirty? Because uh, they, they, you think they would have to be kind of an inherently... Uh, expendable probably and there's a, there's a bit where like you know um they, they, instead of just giving walter like like a little fake hot dog to eat they give him a chili dog and he's got chili on his face which is gonna stain that felt that he's made out of and so yeah. there's i mean I, I can't imagine his head is too complicated or oh yeah i mean yeah it's, to make. they make so many puppets probably not that hard to make a replacement head but still part of me is like it's ocd enough i'm like okay just from a production perspective like how many fake <laughs> How many fake Muppet heads? As opposed to the real Muppet heads. How many stunt stain Muppet heads do you need for a product? Like this. Anyway, shut up, Bill. Anyway, and, uh, they drive around trying to figure out where Kermit is, and then they find a, a gate with Kermit and Piggy's face on it. They get out, and Mary's like, I think that's... He, well, uh, Walter's like, throw me over the fence, Gary. And she's like, I think that's electrified. Mary just tells him that. And they throw him over anyway, and he gets zapped and fried and lands. And, and I guess zapped. Kermit's there just watching all of this happen. <laughs> well, he's bathed in backlight with a choir singing, which is the headlights and choir from inside a choir van. Yeah. Um, also, Kermit's got a tool chest, which uh, I guess is another thing they cut out of the original cut of this movie is 
Uh, there's supposed to be a joke that Kermit actually doesn't live inside this house anymore. He just kind of shows up once every month to kind of do a little housekeeping and a little fixer-up stuff. But, like, mm. yeah, that is just a plot thing. That just never really cut made into the finished cut. But anyway. So they take a faint to... Cause Walter faints when he sees Kermit. They take him into Kermit's house where the 80s robot... 80s robot offers them tab or new coke. Is 80s robot from something? Or is that invented for this movie? Because it feels like it's a joke from something else. I, I, I think it might have been... I mean, it's also good shorthand just to show that Kermit's just been, like, essentially living in a in a time vortex for the last 30 years, but... Yeah, it was, but yeah, I love the fact that he shows up with new, new Coke and Tab. Um, but... Yeah, no, it says uh, that Muppet, Muppets Wookiee said he deb- debuted in this movie. Oh, okay. Uh, so, he wanders off. And they fill Kermit on Richmond is going to tear down the theater unless they can get $10 million. And Kermit says that's impossible. The only way to do that would be to put on a show. And the Muppets are all broken up now. Hey, he leaves the room. This one sings about. This one, Mickey Rooney should have wandered in. Just He could have been the cleaning guy. <laughs> like, I got an idea. Put on this. Anyway, shut up. Uh, he wanders around and sings about how he misses the other Muppets and if he could do it all over again, he would. Again, this is the thing where I was watching the movie for the first time in the theater thinking, this is kind of like, we're like almost half an hour into this 90-minute Muppet movie, and it's been nothing but either really just happy people, happy humans singing and dancing, or the little bit of actual Muppet content we've had in this movie has been really just kind of sad and morose. Because this is like, this is a lengthy sequence of, yeah, Kermit just like walking down his Castlevania hallway filled with paintings that are coming to life. <laughs> Of like all of his friends, and there's there's just a shattered portrait of Miss Piggy with fucking broken glass sticking out of it, and booze bottles all over, and just it's 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 it's, it's morbid as shit. It's a very Citizen Kane. I think you watched a different cut than I watched. <laughs> I think I'm projecting a little bit. Also, my loathing of Miss Piggy paints a lot of uh, shadows in this corner of my imagination. Oh mm. yeah. Uh. So the yeah the the the. Paintings come to life and encourage him and shit. And I should stop getting that, ahead of you because I'm song. making. Oh shit! I just realized. I just noticed something. Okay, this is the ultimate piece of trivia. This was gonna fuck with your head, uh, especially. You're gonna want to watch at least a clip of this movie again right now. That after I mentioned it, do you notice anything missing from this film that has appeared in every other uh, Muppet production? Um. I mean, it's a trick. It's so vague that like I don't actually expect you to answer it. But no guesses or anything like that. Oh, let me think for. It's a technical <laughs> thing. It's a te- like you'll 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 be like amazed that you didn't notice it yourself. Okay, sure, give it to me then. They CGI'd out all the hand rods. Oh no, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. I just know. Like, I'm I'm watching the movie as we're talking, and there's a bit where uh, Kermit, uh, he pulls away the. Oh my God! This dog that I'm babysitting just farted. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That's actually a little gag worthy. Oh shit! There's like waving clouds of it. It's a little dog too. I've never heard her smell this farts before. Oh shit. I had to wonder if that was me for a second. No, anyway, Kermit's pulling away, pulling away the curtain from Miss Piggy's porch, and I just realized you can see where his hand would be pinched where it's supposed to meet the hand rod, but of course there's no uh-huh. hand rod there, so it looked. Oh my god. Anyway. Yeah, no, I did notice that. Okay. Uh, so he finishes up the song. <laughs> Bell dies from toxic. Yeah, fumes. I'm. I got the giggle fumes on me now. Holy shit! <laughs> Lack of oxygen's getting to me. Uh, fuck uh, you, fucking Walt. This human hair. 
I just realized he has human hair. He doesn't even have like the floaty fuzz that like a lot of like 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 Doctor Teeth or a lot of other Muppets have human hair. Can we break into the Muppet Museum and just smash the shit out of the wall? Like not steal anything, but just smash the shit out of the wall. He's not Muppet. that bad. I don't uh, know. What that's your the issue terrible is. thing. I think part of, if he was like if he was more like the Jar Jar Binks of this movie, I think it'd be more tolerable. But he's so passive and just. I think that's the thing that kills me, because he's so lacking in personality. It's like being offended by a piece of white bread. That you're like, what? The, who cares? It's just white bread. But I'm just sitting here going, oh my god, fuck you, white bread. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Walter encourages Kermit as well, but Kermit isn't super down with the whole plan of putting on a show. Yeah. They say it's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. Aww. It's time to meet the Muppets. Uh, Walter says hands. that Kermit's his hero. He's on his watch. Which mm -hmm. sounds like it should be a joke or a callback or something like that, but no, it's just he's just on his watch. Yeah. Yeah. Or like it, not a double entendre, but there should be like some kind of deeper meaning or like that would become a joke at the end of the movie or something. No, he's just got a Kermit watch. Yeah. I wanted a Kermit watch when I was younger. Did they? I didn't think Kermit watches were. I knew Mickey Mouse watches were a thing. Yeah, there were Kermit watches. I mean, I wouldn't say no to a Kermit watch. Yeah. Even in 2018, when no one wears watches anymore. I wear a watch, but it's a smart watch. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Kermit says he. I. They can try, but he needs their help, and they're like, "Wow, awesome!" He's like, "I can't do it alone." And, but how will they find them? And he says, haven't you seen the first movie? We'll drive. <laughs> yeah, I always love when they call attention to the artifice of the Muppet movies. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, no, fucking 80s robot is going to be that chauffeur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got, and like, not a quite a limo, but it is, like, an 80s, like, Buick sedan or something. Yeah, they go all the way to Reno, where... Fozzie is playing with the Muppets at a shitty Ew. casino. <laughs> I saw the word Muppets. I think this is the thing that made me laugh more more than anything else in the, when I first saw it. And it made me laugh again because I completely forgot. Not even the Muppets themselves, but this the name the Muppets tells you everything you need to know about the Muppets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, so Fozzie uh, Bear, it's, it's technically the Muppets are just a tribute band to the Muppets. And they're all like the shitty Chuck E. Cheese knockoff band with Janus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's like an evil Kermit, and there's just Ralph with like a Hitler mustache. And, and Dave Grohl dressed Wait. as Animal on the drums. What? Yeah. It's Dave I thought Grohl. that was just Animal. No, it's Dave Grohl on the drums. <laughs> it took me a moment. I was I like, okay, wait, this. What's funny? Because they never, like, Dave Grohl doesn't have any lines. I don't think he's ever even focused. They never pay attention to the fact that it's like Dave Grohl snuck in on set. Yeah, I appreciate they had a, like a celebrity celebrity guest star. They didn't make any call any attention to it whatsoever. Yeah, well, I, I I watched this movie one and a half times, and I was like, when I was watching <laughs> the second it, time, you're like, I'll oh, fuck this noise. No, I didn't take notes for the first half of the movie. Now I yeah. go back and take notes for the first half. Yeah. But when I reached the credits, I said Dave Grohl. I'm like, where the fuck was Dave Grohl? Are you serious? I was watching. I was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> um, did Dave Grohl play drums in bands? I don't know enough about him. Because I know he's a Nirvana. And I know yeah. I, I know what's-his-face who killed himself. He was the guitarist and lead singer. He wasn't the drummer. And I, I'm assuming maybe Dave Grohl plays drums in Foo Fighters, too. So, anyway. So, uh, they go... Or Fonzie sings No, because Chris Novoselic about... was... The, okay, he must have been the drummer. Oh, okay, shut up, Bill. Uh, Fonzie sings a song about the casino set to the theme of Rainbow Connection. <laughs> God about that too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very Galaxy Quest by Grapthar's Hammer. Yeah. What a saving. 
Mm -hmm. And uh, they go afterwards. They go to Fozzie's dressing room, which is in the back alley. And Kermit tries to talk Fozzie to join him, and Fozzie plays it like, "Oh, it's, no, I've got it pretty good here. I yeah. got a new family that loves me." But Until it Ms. starts Poog- raining, and he's like, "Oh, we got to get well, the cushions yeah. inside." Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and Miss Poogie says, "Hey, get your ass on stage. You're in here 30 30 seconds. We hired you. We can fire you." Oh God. So then he's for, like, "Let's get the hell out of here." So much shit talking this movie. I'm laughing quite a bit at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time not to laugh at a Muppet movie. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. And then we go uh, to get Gonzo, who's running a toilet business. <laughs> Which, uh, people pointed out, why don't they just ask Gonzo for the money? And I guess originally in the re- the extended cut of this movie, they did, but not until after he blew up the company. He's like, oh shit, I just blew up my money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he won't join them, but then Walter says he saw him when he was a kid jumping uh, shit on his motorcycle. And made him feel like he could do anything. And then Camilla clucks at him and says, You don't have to pretend anymore. <laughs> Is that the only point where she's subtitled in this movie? Yeah. I fuck. Which kind of suggests that Camilla is like his wife. Because, like, well, like the, they were. I mean, they were always romantic. I mean, they were. Yeah. But it's just like the conversation is just something like a wife would say, but it's just. Yeah. And she's got like little business classes on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what else movie does? They did Gonzo right. <laughs> that is for damn yeah. sure. Also, I guess it's a little bit of a bummer because the guy who uh, was a Dave Goals, I think, performs uh, uh, um, uh, Gonzo. He's one of the few guys from the original Muppet days, you know, who was on the original Muppet show, originated the character. I guess he had sh- uh, shoulder surgery right before they did filming on this, so he was only... A- mm. That's why you barely kind of see Gonzo in this movie. In fact, actually, mm. nine-tenths of Gonzo's footage in this film is just him with his arm whirling around, just kind of, <laughs> like, st- looking at stuff behind stage at, at towards the end of the movie, but yeah. But then Gonzo's on the roof of the toilet business, <laughs> uh, wearing a jumpsuit, saying, he says, I've been wearing this under my suit for a year! <laughs> And he jumps off and, totally and crashes into Camilla. his shit. And, no, she oh, he jumps too. with... Okay, yeah. She's yeah. flying. Oh, God. And, I do like the couple things they can do with CG in this movie. Yeah. And Yeah, and then he pushes his business-destroying button. And the, the whole the whole toilet factory explodes. I mean, really, if you want to save your soul, every businessman should just have an automatic business-destroying button in his pocket. Muppet Babies will return after these messages. Trying to get the old gang back together again. We haven't done this in a long time. Your fans never left you. The world hasn't forgotten. Sure, it's impossible, but we've got to try. It's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to meet the Muppets. Yes! Come on, guys, let's go! Wow. I can't believe we're all back together. Yeah! Sorry. I was super excited. The Muppets have always been about artistic integrity, not cheap tricks. Check it out. Fart shoes. This is going to be a really short movie. Oh, look. What's that over there? Oh, what? Hi! Throw me over. I think that's an electric fence. It's an electric fence. Yep. 
Maybe you don't need the whole world to love you, you know? Maybe you just need one person. Oh, Kami, 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 Kami! I don't care what anybody says. I believe in you. And you. Huh? You think we should have rented a bigger car? This Thanksgiving, there's no movie like a Muppet movie. Jason Segel, Amy Adams, Kermit the Frog, and Miss Piggy. Ow, that hurt! The Muppets. And now, back to the Muppet Babies. Yeah. yeah. So now Gonzo's in, and they go to get Animal, who is at a place where Kristen Shaw is leading some sort of anger management meeting or something. Yeah, kind of yoga thing but, in a park somewhere. And Animal has Jack Black as a cool... Oof. Pointed. It's okay. We all have a problem. Watch after some shit. I don't know. Something, something. Yeah, there's kind of big. Animals' trigger word is drum, which you think it would be woman, but you know, whatever. Did they ever make the woman joke in this movie? I guess it's not quite politically correct. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. It's it's kind of like Harpo Marx chasing women in the old Marx Brothers movies. You're kind of like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. No, oh, 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 yeah. Chris Hardwick over here. Anyway, so uh, so it's animals trigger word. So don't use it. And then a fight breaks out because somebody says Jack Black's trigger word, and Animal joins the Muppets, and they all leave with Jack Black yelling after them to be free. But remember, no drumming. I do like the uh, when the fight breaks out. The sound effect for the for the punches is just sounds like someone hitting a like a like an iron uh, uh, kettle <laughs> with yeah. with like a spoon or something like that. And to save time, they'll get everybody else in a, with a montage. Yeah, I think they, it's specifically '80s Robot that suggests that. Yeah, and uh, they grab the electric mayhem from where they were performing in a, a New York subway, and uh, Benson and Honeydew, or Benson Honeydew and Beaker were from some science place. I think that's San- supposed to be that like the 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 the, the, the particle exci- Yeah, 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 and they've shrunk they, in uh, Beaker. Yeah, and Sam the Eagle from a news channel that looks suspiciously like a certain gross news channel yeah i'm kind of surprised that even in 2011 they were they were gonna hedge to play that joke <laughs> a little bit but yeah. yeah uh scooter's working at google uh mm-hmm. dynamite guys blowing up around mount rushmore crazy harry is that his name okay yeah see yeah. i by all logic i should be absolutely loving crazy harry and i do like crazy harry but i'm a total new zealand nut that's my yeah. favorite but uh, and one of the most charming uh callbacks to the original muppet movie they uh uh, they don't bother to try to pick up Sweetums. They just drive past the same car dealership where Sweetums had been working at in the first Muppet movie. And I guess Sweetums has gone th- to work there again. And mm-hmm. I guess there's even a detail that the name of the car dealership is still the same name of the car dealership as it was in 1980. But now it's just it has an and sons at the bottom. But he comes mm-hmm. out chasing after the car. Hey, I want to be part of the Muppet oh, movie not too. Again. Exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> Poor Sweetums. I don't know mm. if we see Sweetums again for the rest of the movie. You see him here and there. Because I know there's more human-sized uh, monsters later on, but yeah, I can't remember. He misses his cue in rehearsal. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Oh, and uh, the best one, of course, is Ralph. 
Yeah, why didn't you use my story in the montage? It was pretty interesting. And just Kermit wakes him up in a hammock. Hey, you want to get back together? Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> of course, Ralph. Ralph is, I guess, technically the first Muppet. Uh, at least the first, like, non-Kermit Muppet they ever really came up with. So I just, yeah. I always love Ralph's personality. He's so laid back. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Kermit says they have everyone else. They have everyone now. No one else. They're all like, and hey, what about... Nope, no one else. <laughs> Yeah, but aren't we missing Dagonimo? Um, and, but then, uh, what about Peggy? Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. uh, she's, she's in Paris, France. Which is way too far, so they'll travel by map. Yeah, they do the Indiana Jones map thing of just being a red dot that tra travels across the ocean. They do actually a pretty good technical gag of the car just driving out of a uh, lake. No, it's mm. not a lake. It's supposed to be the Mediterranean It would be the sea. ocean, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... They're now in Paris. Mm-hmm. And they go to their office where Emily Blunt is the receptionist. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of surprised oh, Emily yeah. B Blunt was that popular enough to be warned a cameo in a Muppet movie for seven years ago. They don't all... All the cameos don't have to be super popular. Isn't she married to John Krasinski? Yes. Okay, who shows up for late... Like, he doesn't even have any lines later. He's just like a telephone receptionist. Anyway, yeah. And, um... They don't have an appointment, so they can't get in. But then they get an idea. <laughs> Muppet Man. <laughs> I forgot about this. This is, again, also the benefit of having access to CGI blue screen shit. Mm -hmm. Muppet Man it's is all... one of the most alarming things, again, <laughs> in a Muppet film. It's all of them crammed into one suit, making one giant Muppet Man. That's just constantly teetering. What, my favorite part is both of Scooter's arms being the <laughs> yeah. right hand. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And I love that Emily Blunt is completely fooled. She, in fact, she's kind of intoxicated by Muppet Man's presence. She's like, "Oh, I'll make a special exception for you." Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get in to see Miss Piggy, but then they fall over, and she's like, "Ah, I can't believe I fell for Muppet Man." Did she specifically call him Muppet Man? Yeah. Because that suggests that that's a gag that they've done before. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Okay. But she doesn't want to join them. She's very important now. Yeah. And then. Uh, Walter and Kermit say the studio's in danger and they need her. Before she agrees to anything, she needs to talk to Kermit one-on-one. -on -one. And they talk in some cafe where Kermit's wearing a uh, uh, turtleneck for some reason. They're kind of dressed know. like adults. It's weird. Like They're, yeah. they're both kind of dressed like characters from like an actual like drama film. Which I guess is part of the joke that like they're both sophisticated. Yeah, like, yeah, no, Kermit's got like this actual real nice like tailored peacoat jacket with like a nice... Like, that, that's an actually a nice outfit if you put it on a person. Yeah. Like, of course, Piggy is just dressed like a f Don't say the bad words, Phil. <laughs> she, she won't go because it's always wee-wee-wee. It was never her and whatever. Oh, God, so. she actually walks away, too. That's kind of grotesque. <laughs> so so uh, instead, they will get Miss Poogie to, <laughs> to take her place. Oh, God, yeah. Who's sharpening a knife in the back of the car? And <laughs> like, well, everyone... she is kind of like Miss Piggy. I love everyone giving her space inside the car too. Everyone's like, "Back the fuck up, yeah." Mm. Oh my god. So then they they go and they shop the idea for the show around the various networks, and everybody says no. But then they go and talk to Rashida Jones, who runs the channel, and she tells them they aren't popular anymore. Now everybody loves Punch Teacher. It's a show where teachers get punched. If you're gonna come up with a fake show to show how fucked up the world's gotten since the last time you were popular in the world, that's a pretty good one to come up with, especially if, if you're trying to come up with something that's fucked up but still suitable for a children's movie. 
Yeah, and it's hosted the, by uh, what's his face from Community. Yeah. Yeah, but then Donald Glover comes in and says, "Punch teachers canceled because it's being sued by the teachers association." And she's like, "For what?" He's like, "I don't know." <laughs> so they and... need something to fill that time slot, and the Muppets have their chance, but they need a celebrity host if they're gonna do it. I like the idea that that was gonna be a two-hour block of Punch Teacher too. Yeah, and it's so, interesting uh, too because like now, when, uh, for some reason, whenever they show up to Rashida Jones's office, now they have the big blue guy from the Muppet yeah. Show who only ever showed up at like the beginning of the intro. He never really did, had any skits or anything like that. But like, I mean, that's a great puppet to bring back if you just need someone to fill up background space in a shot like this because he's like, he's like twelve Muppets worth of of, of space. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile. So, uh, Meanwhile, Tex Risman's reading the paper and say they have some competition because the Muppets are getting back together, but they'll never pull it off. They can't make maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. So, uh... Something happens. And they, Something. Go, they go to the theater. It's all run down and beat up. and All the good guys go to the theater, yeah. Oh, so and nothing then, really uh, happens with that Tex Richman. It's just like, just you just see Tex Richman long enough to realize that he's still part of the movie, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, they watch Scooter sweep the floor for a little bit, and they're like, this is boring. And they're like, don't you remember? You're the Muppets. You cleaned up montages. Well, so also the Fallout's on... not just dirty, but it's like Fallout video game fucked up. Like, yeah. like there's just whole, like, pretty much the whole place has to be rebuilt from scratch, not just cleaned up. But, yeah, power mm -hmm. montage fixes that, literally. Yep. Yeah. Set till we built this city. Oh, God. This, yeah, this... That, it kind of kills me they had to resort to, like a, like, a, like, a dumb pop song to... Yeah, well, it's yeah. it's not the end of the world or anything like that, but it really isn't. <laughs> I know it's still just it's just a dumb overused song. It just kind of nah, and it, it, what, did did the Swedish chef just open a fridge where there was a bunch of rotting Muppet fruit vegetables and burned them alive with a flamethrower? Wow, <laughs> that's a that's a scene that happened. He fucking torches them like it's not even done <laughs> off camera. Like to just to suggest that he murders them. About halfway through the movie, I was like, oh wow, they really are bringing back a whole bunch of classic. You know, it's actually when they're first walking into the theater, that's when they start bringing back like all the old Muppets. Like, there's like the snooty nosed little people puppets and all kinds of shit. And I was like, man, are they gonna have like like the talking fruits and vegetables and shit like that? And like, yeah, and literally like 30 seconds later, there's they show up and they're murdered by the Swedish fucking creepy baby Muppets that <laughs> Which, they made. Yeah, and they're just in the background. They're just, like... And it's it's funny, too, because, like, reading up the trivia about this, they talk about how, because they had Disney money, they could actually go back and rebuild a lot of the puppets and didn't necessarily have to just go, ba go back and bring back a lot of the puppets out of storage. Which, I mean, I would imagine at least, like, who's going to rebuild the ugly baby Muppets? I'm assuming those are supposed to be some of the ones they just had stored somewhere, but, like, yeah, oh my god. Yeah, and so, uh, and Beauregard, they, they open a closet <laughs> and Beauregard's in there. He's, he's just like, been there. the whole time. Oh, Beauregard's yeah. great. Uh, especially, it's great that Scooter sees him, too, because, you know, Scooter being the old stage manager, too, like, they probably work together more than anyone else, but... Yeah, you know what, and, d d you know what, I don't even think I really, uh, parsed this the first time I saw this, but, like, it didn't occur to me, this is supposed to be the same Muppet Studio from The Muppet Show. Which I don't know yeah. why it took me that long to cling on to that, because like you know they they because the start of the show is the Muppet Show start. <laughs> because you're Bill Mudrin. Well, I think part of it threw me off because I know they filmed the Muppet Show in England, and mm. so it's a little bit weird that they're suddenly like retconning it. So I'm like, you know, it's been a little. But yeah, and, and I don't know if they were even allowed to make everything look exactly like. There's no part of the movie where it looks like the backstage set from the Muppet Show. 
Uh, but wow, 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 wow. But, but yeah, Kermit and, goes to his office. Yeah, he's calling various '80s celebrities like Jimmy just, Carter and Molly Ringwald. He's and, just got his Rolodex from like 1988. Yeah. Yeah. He's not getting anywhere. None of them want to be involved. Which you think '80s celebrities like Molly Ringwald would be like? Okay, yeah. Uh, supposedly <laughs> they actually did get touched with Molly Ringwald, and she didn't want to be a part of it. So they were like, "Well, I guess that makes that joke now." Even Molly Ringwald didn't <laughs> want to show up. Yeah. And what a butthole. Yeah, seriously, come Molly Ringwald. I know she has kids, so maybe she had responsibilities. But yeah. Man, you know, if I was a very important celebrity, which would never happen, but if I was and, like, they wanted me to be in a Muppet movie, I'd just be like, okay, you don't have to pay me. Just make me a Muppet. Just just, just give me a custom Muppet. That's all I want. (laughs) Uh, I'll put me in there, coach. Yeah, yeah, I guess uh, Chris Cooper got playing, you know, the villain Tex Richmond, I guess, when they asked him to be in the movie, he was like, fuck, yes, I will. If you want me to shoot myself live on camera, I will be. Like, <laughs> it's the Muppets. I'll do whatever you like. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally game for this. So, yeah. I guess they had, like, I guess they really did try to get more celebrities to be in this movie, but pretty much the people who were in this movie were the only people willing to show up. So, like extra kudos to this whatever celebrities they could scratch up for this thing. Mm. Yeah, I guess they were yeah originally trying to be way more ambitious, but that didn't pan out. Mm. So uh, they get the place all cleaned up, then Kermit can't get any celebrities involved, and Mary talks to uh, Gary, and she's hoping they could go to the beach tomorrow, but he's like, Walter needs me, but she's like, he looks pretty happy, and he's just hanging out with Fozzie talking about rubber chickens. He <laughs> liked the rest of this movie? I completely forgot about the Mary subplot in this film. I was like, oh, yeah. that's right, I forgot, that's supposed to be their vacation. Although, yeah. to be fair, they have driven to Europe and back, and they've already had a more ambitious vacation than they originally intended, so it's, you know, mm-hmm. come on, give Jason Siegel and his fucked up brother a little wiggle room here, but yeah. I mean, she's, although she is justified saying, hey, the whole reason we're out here is for us, dickhead. She yeah. pulls a gun on so, him, too, it gets really weird. He says one more day, and he's all hers, and... She can get an early start on sightseeing the next day, and then he'll join her. And then uh, it's later at night, and I like to see the to see all of the Muppets are sleeping in hammocks backstage. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Kermit and uh, Fozzie are looking out a hole in the roof, which uh, some people were wondering uh, if that's the same hole in the roof of the Muppet Studio that happens at the very end of the first Muppet movie, where the rainbow mm. comes in. Which. Mm. Yeah. They talk. I don't remember what they they're just about. saying. Hey, we hope everything goes well. You think well. it'll work? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're just a little nervous. And the next day, uh, Miss Poogie wants uh, <laughs> to know where a bonfire is so she can burn Miss Piggy's outfits, but not so fast. Miss Piggy shows up. Yay! Which would be great if anyone cared about Miss Piggy. Oh God, <laughs> we were better off with Miss Poogie. Oh, New Zealand's here for the first time, so the movie's officially saved, but not by the character that the movie wants us to think it was saved by. Mm. <laughs> Actually, should have been. Yeah, I'm just gonna re- make my own special edition of this movie where every Miss Piggy instance is just replaced by Lou Zealand. So, uh, they circle around each other. Miss Poogie telling Piggy she's not needed anymore, but then she kayas her. Yeah, of course. Now Piggy's there, and I'll be back. I'll get you. But oh. she says, "Tell Kermit she's not there for him. She's there for everybody else. I'm there for them." And she turns her head, and there's nobody there. They all. <laughs> Just it's closing door. Exactly, yeah. 
They have a quick rehearsal session, and it's terrible. They're very out of practice. And it turns out because they, they don't have a drummer for the band. Because Animal yeah, can't drum anymore. can't keep time without the drums. No drums, no drums. Jack Black said no drums. I, people online also pointed out, it's weird too because they're one person in a monster suit short of the number of people who actually appeared in the original Muppet Show opening that they're trying to rehearse for. And, like, mm. and people were like, could they just not afford one more monster costume for this movie to make it look exactly like it did back in the day? Well, that's neither here nor there, is, but it's funny that, that to is, see Muppet fans getting that anal about how there's only, like, five Muppet monsters. Say, yeah, That's the most pandemic <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Especially with blue screen stuff. You could just blue screen one extra one in, like, or that anyway. Or you could just not care. Not care, exactly. The average yeah. person's well, not going to be like, Well, also, I guess the arches that they're walking through aren't quite as big, so the big blue guy can't fit through them as well as he did the original Oh, so no! Cool. I just, well, this is what you get for looking up the Muppet Wikipedia page, where people have issues with, like, the very... Oh, yeah, actually, they make that into a gag, the fact that the blue guy can't squeeze... Oh, yeah, because they're trying to shove him through, and he can't... Maybe he's gained weight in the 40 years since the Muppet Show was on air. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Animal's uh. freaking out. Rashida yeah. Jones is there. She's from the network. She's she's freaking out because this is obviously terrible. Mm-hmm. Fucking Walter's there, so, just being fucking Walter. <laughs> Kermit's asking Walter if he wants to be in the show, and he says he, that he couldn't. The Muppets are so talented. Look at Fozzie with his fart shoes. <laughs> I remember that being in the trailer, and that is probably the dumbest joke in the whole movie. And of course, that's the one big joke they tried to sell the movie on. Yeah. Yeah. Fart, sh- the, especially because it's like kind of like, it's it's. Fozzie with, like, they're doing the Muppet thing with the Muppet have feet, and that never looks really proper, but, like, yeah. On top of the fart right. shoes joke. But, well, it's not the end of the world. Water. It really isn't. <laughs> uh, so, maybe he'll figure something out. And it's like, Kermit, just give somebody else a, a, an act in the show. Don't bother with Walter. Yeah. If, especially if you can't figure something out, just helps you save your place. Uh, anyway, but fucking Amy Adams is just wandering around town by herself. Yeah, she goes to a restaurant, gets seated by Sarah Silverman. I man, and what happened to Sarah Silverman? I hadn't seen her. I don't know if I've seen her in anything since sh- the first time I saw this movie. Well, she she had the Sarah Silverman show. Yeah, she did. They she, kill her for it. No, she's she's got a. I can't remember the name of the show, but she's got a, a show. Man, right talk now. about somebody who's popular for a fucking hot minute, and that's it. Jesus. And also funny, this whole big thing about I think, Disney firing James I, Gunn. It's like, oh, but Sarah Silverman was in your fucking Muppet movie. I think, um, well, yeah. But I think, Bill, it's uh, it's more she's not famous to you anymore. I, well, <laughs> and she was, she was also in Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, that's, she's probably going to be in Wreck-It Ralph, That's probably the best thing too. she's ever been in. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, now I take that back because Vanellope's pretty great. I forgot that she was. Oh, again, actually, speaking of, like, how many productions are you gonna put like famous sweary people in your in your shit, Disney? But yeah, this starts a big musical number where Amy Adams is all sad. Oh, there's actually more singing food, which is one of my favorite things. But yeah, Amy Adams super sad about being herself. Cur- or P- Miss Piggy's kind of sad in her dressing room about being by herself. And mm-hmm. Miss Piggy and Amy Adams end up accidentally singing a duet about how they're all alone and they can deal with it and be happy and shit and. They're um, having a me party, a party for one. Yeah, and, and Miss, oh, that's the singing food is in Miss Piggy's uh, dressing room. It's her little buffet, and so you got singing watermelons and cakes and stuff. Which again, it's the fact that the food has the black little beady eyes, which makes anything funnier to me. Um, yeah. Also, the trivia for this movie, I guess Amy Adams came up through dinner theater. That's how she got mm. her chops, like singing and dancing, which kind of just makes me respect Amy Adams even more. It just kind of cracks me up, you know. So. 
Uh, anyway. So, so I can't remember. Is it Scooter? Somebody asked Kermit if he's going to do a duet with Miss Piggy. So he goes back there and uh, tells Miss Piggy that everybody's wondering if they're going to do a duet in the show. And she's like, nah, I got a new partner, and it's Pepe. Oh, yeah. She, oh, yeah. She's, like, like, she's got the song from Dirty Dancing playing in the background. And it turns well, out, they're like, also wearing the dirty dancing outfits, which I didn't get. Yeah, and of course and they, they try to, to do. Yeah. They try to do the angel lift, but she just crushes Pepe. Which is he funny. probably dies because you never see him again. <laughs> That's actually the point. Where did Pepe come from? Because uh, I don't know. He's one of those he things where from, like, he must have Pepe. showed up in the '90s because like he was never part of it. Like the last new Muppet I remember being introduced in something I paid attention to was Rizzo the Rat in in Muppets Take Manhattan. So like yeah, like Pepe the Prawn and other stuff. I'm like, who the fuck are these assholes? What about um that uh, weird Jamaican dragon? Yeah, that dude. guy. Yeah, I'm assuming he was... must have been part of one of the Muppet TV shows in the '90s. Yeah, like in, even Uncle Deadly. I forgot he was actually originally on the the original Muppet Show, but he was only like yeah. uh, I guess his backstory was that he was the ghost of the theater, and so he really mm. I guess there was like whenever they had someone like Vincent Price show up, he would do a number with them, but like he was never really a regular. Uh, which I guess Pepe's first appearance was on Muppets Tonight in 1996. Jesus, that exp that's exactly why I would have missed that. Okay, yeah, Muppets Tonight. Yeah. Did they steal that from Mac tonight? Like, that wasn't with the 90s. Yep, that's why anything that ends with tonight is it's obviously stolen from But, like, from some Mac kind tonight. of weird 90s shit. We're like, we're going to make this adult by calling it tonight. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway. Anyway, uh, Pepe's dead. So. <laughs> I just uh, like the fact that we did our uh, Dirty Dancing uh, special almost exactly a year ago, so it is timely that this would come up. Yeah, Kermit tells the network lady he can't find a celebrity host. Maybe he could host it, and she's like, nah, find a new one. You ain't famous enough. Fuck and you, Rashida Jones. <laughs> he complains that the show's in 12 hours and says they might uh, as well ask, ask Tex Richmond for the theater back. So that's what they do. Yeah, they actually then, really, I gotta give Kermit credit for just saying, hey, look, like, let's, 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 let's just ask him. Yeah. And uh, he sings a terrible white man rap song, and no thank you, sir. No thank you a thousand times. Considering this is a rap song written by the other guy from Flight of the Concords, and performed by Chris Cooper, though, it's actually not that bad of a rap, all things At least considered. it's short. It's short. Did you know that, like, the fucking Muppet or a Man song from later on in the film won an Oscar? Yeah, right. This that. is the first time a Muppet movie ever won a song. It was for that music. We'll talk about that in a bit. But, like, I was astonished when I saw that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, rap song. You know what? Also, the rap song literally lasts about 45 seconds. So, yeah. I think After they realized. The yeah, they, 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 they didn't have quite gold here. There is a there is a longer version on the uh, <laughs> Oh, no. That means Chris Cooper probably had to spend a couple days <laughs> doing these verses over and over again. I love Chris Cooper. Uh, oh, God. Uh, he finishes and tells the Muppets, according to the contract, they not only lose their theater, but also the whole Muppet name. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. And he just also so happens to have found a use for it. Aw, shit. It's the Muppets. Motherfucker. They're all edgy, hard-hitting, and it's what the world wants right now. Yeah, there's Black Fozzie, which <laughs> a little uncomfortable suggesting just by the fact that he's an African-American Fozzie makes him bad, but I mean... Miss Poogie's horrible, and but you yeah. Think the, you think the Muppets version of Fozzie tells good jokes? You have to. If we're going to like Bizarro Superman rules where they're just the opposite. Well, by that re 
contrary logic, then Miss Poogie should be the most erotic creature on Earth, but she's That's even true. more just like fucking, she's like Miss Piggy after being left in a microwave for three minutes. Man, mm -hmm. the weird, they give like fucking Ralph weird eyebrows, like an off-brand Kermit, the whole gang here. Oh man, J evil Janus, J Janus looks like my white trash drug-addled sister, too. <laughs> this is, this is all not far from the truth. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. So, they go outside. Kermit's sad and says the show's in six hours and he wasn't able to find a host and it's all over and he walks away. They're standing by a big statue, I remember, from uh, singing Grand Theft Auto V, too. Okay. That's why you do that! You have to fight clowns to the music from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Anyway, shut up, though. Mm. He, uh, Miss Piggy says, tells the group that now they're gonna do things her way and they're gonna get a celebrity by any means necessary. Bum, bum, bum. So Gary gets back to the hotel room where Mary's reading a th thesaurus, and she had a fun day. She went to one place alone, and then another place solo. And oh, a thesaurus! I, you, I thought you said it meant the source. Oh, she's but reading the source. she's just reading all the all the syllables, synonyms for being alone. Okay, I didn't get that joke. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, thank you, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he gives her flowers, and that makes her feel better. And she is like, "What's the plan for?" the evening and he's like i don't know what you want to do and it's the wrong answer yeah it I just have... turns out that the muppet performance night just happens to be the same night as the date the whole reason it's their 10th anniversary date he has fucked it up officially mm -hmm. yeah and she says that's fine that's okay perfect great i'm gonna go for a walk and by then, myself uh... or whatever she's just mm -hmm. one last synonym yeah yeah and then uh gary goes to the theater where walter's trying to figure out his talent and he says he needs help figuring out why Mary's mad at him. And Walter says he needs help figuring out what he's going to do for the show. Walter! The whole, reason, the whole reason they came was to help them up. And he's like, fuck, no, it wasn't. It was <laughs> to have a nice dinner with Mary. I do like he has to sound straight. He's completely oh, right. He's like, no, man, fuck. you fucking idiot. You fuck. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, so he bails to go and try to fix that shit. Mm hmm And uh, elsewhere, the, the Muppets are work on kidnapping celebrities uh aka jack black who who they knock on his trailer door and he's like i told you i'm not done putting on my balls and which i'm surprised that wasn't a big part of the trailers and also a little bit of a risque joke for the muppets but yeah yeah he's wearing a, a blue yeah like a motion uh, capture suit balls, with like yeah, the yeah, little tennis balls glued over it uh two gags of note in this scene uh the mm. muppets are all dressed like ninjas uh, mm -hmm. fucking Swedish chef. I don't know if we see him outside of the car, but he's he's got a ninja hat on, a mask yeah. on that is form fitting to his chef's hat. Yeah, I it's noticed that. Fucking well. dumb as hell. <laughs> and also, when uh, Jack uh, Jack Black opens the door, animals just standing there, and he's like, and Jack Black's like, "What are you doing here?" And animals just like, <laughs> acting natural. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, "What?" And yeah, all hell breaks mm. loose when the Muppet ninjas attack. Yep, and they all get their own little title cards as they jump through the air. Oh, yeah, it gets all Quentin Tarantino black. kill Bill, yeah. Yeah, they tie him up, kidnap him. Then Gary gets the hotel, he's wearing a tux and flowers and shit, and there's a note from Mary that says she's gone home, she don't need this shit. He's got to decide if he's a man or a Muppet. Oh, no. I feel a song coming on. An Oscar-winning yeah, song. I, I feel like they've 
those two have to have more problems in the relationship than that for this to tip them over the edge. I mean, because, uh, 10th anniversary and, or, is a pretty big maybe, thing to fuck up, yeah. but... But also, maybe uh, he shouldn't be with somebody who's not willing to spend their 10th anniversary hanging out with the fucking Muppets. And, like I said, especially if they've already gone, like, halfway around the world and back during their... Like, like this vacation already gone so far afield that, like, yeah, you think you would they would have re reached some kind of agreement before this night happened of, like... You know what? I, I apologize. I know this vacation got fucked up. We'll take a real vacation next month. <laughs> like how is? But yeah, I know it's not our anniversary, yeah. but I'll make it up to you. But yeah, be glad it's a it's a movie. So of course everything has to fall apart all at the same time. Yeah. And he sings a song as if he's a man or a muppet, and his reflection in windows and shit is a far more handsome version of a muppet than <laughs> you know he what? is. As much as I was bitching about the looks of Jason Siegel. This horrifying fucking concoction that greets him in the reflection of the sh uh, pawn shop window. <laughs> you might be right in that it's actually the better of Jason Siegel. And then Walter's singing if he's a man or a Muppet and his reflection oh. is the dude from Big Bang Theory. Which, how how does the human have a better looking Muppet version of him? Yeah. But the Muppet has, has the Muppet's. Uh, I, I think I prefer that version over this is, his human version. This is for me a part of the movie where, like, I remember being bored off my ass the first time I was seeing this this segment of the movie. I can't believe this is the Oscar-winning segment of any Muppet movie. It's, just, yeah. it's not pointedly terrible, but it's no. just like, this is, like, it, it, let's get back to the Muppets, please. Yeah, it's just kind of like, okay, I see what you're doing. And from a dramatically speaking perspective, it's it's actually kind of a nice thing because it's these two brothers both having to decide exactly what they want to be with the rest of their lives and yeah it's fucking jason siegel realizing that okay i've got a boner which means okay I, okay maybe i'm a man and fucking walter being I like have i don't sex have with felt <laughs> that's i mean really that's what it boils down to you can't fuck pussy felt pussy like yeah <laughs> and then fucking walter's like i don't have a dick so what am i even like i might as well just be a muppet because what else have i got in my life mm -hmm. yeah so that's the so... decisions they come to Fucking Jason Siegel goes back to racist white fucking Smallville. What are the fuck? <laughs> he's he goes back to his home and says he's sorry to Mary, and all their problems are solved now. Yeah. And then we never see Piggy, them again. Now it's yeah, red Piggy, nothing but Muppets. Piggy goes and tells Kermit they got Jack Black. He's in the trunk of their car, and because of him, they all work together. And he's like, <laughs> to kidnap him? And they're like, yeah, it's all because of you. And <laughs> waga waga waga. Yeah. Uh, but he decides they can go perform now. He's, you know, whatever. They already kidnapped him. Might as well make good use of it. This is the last time we see him until towards the end of the movie, too. But uh, watching this silently while we've been talking about the movie, I actually have to give props to uh, 80s Robot for being kind of an interesting uh, puppet for the Muppet crew. Because, you know, it's one of the few... Yeah. It's not like a felt puppet, but, like, they actually do get a decent amount of, like, uh, emotion and stuff out of his eyes and a little bit of... I mean, essentially just rob, rob the robot with, like, like, like lit up eyes, but... Yeah, well, yeah, it's actually kind of from a proper perspective. It's actually a little more interesting than I remember. Anyway, yeah. but yeah. So anyway, so now they, we've got a guy Jack the Black, theater. the show can go on, yeah. Yeah, the network lady's upset because they've got no audience in the theater. Except for Hobo Joe. Everybody always forgets about Hobo Joe. Yay! This is another Zach... thing that totally ma marks this movie as a 2011 movie. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. Nothing wrong with Zach Galifianakis and Harley, no, but I it's like just him. Zach Galifianakis. He's just like, if you're making a movie in 2011, he's got to be in it. Yeah. Mm. The show starts. Muppets are standing by to take calls to for money. And, oh yeah, that's uh, a I like yeah, it's an excuse to show even more goof uh, messed up puppets we haven't seen yet. Mm -hmm. 
Not messed up puppets, but yeah. Mary and Gary are watching the TV, and she's worried that there's no one in the theater watching. Which, why would you... They you use a shot to show the audience that nobody's in there except for Hobo <laughs> Joe and Why would you do that? You're Hobo Muppets. Yeah, yeah you're sabotaging yourself. Yeah. That's just a bad director. <laughs> which, I guess, the director in the control room is the director of the film and also the director of Sarah... Uh, forgetting Sarah Burton. Mm. Anyway. So, uh... But, yeah, it's... She's the, like, it's she's like maybe we... Maybe we should go help. And he's like, no, I'll spend, we'll spend an evening with you. And Jack Black is being held against his will. His, Tied but up. But, of course, yeah. uh, the crowd loves it and thinks it's part of the gag. Yeah. And uh, oh, so you, You've already... Yeah, like, of course, the, like as I mentioned before, the the whole start of the show is just recreating the original Muppet Show entrance. And Yeah, I, I, I like to, I, I, to see it from a different angle where you can kind of see the backstage from certain shots and stuff. Yeah, no, it's it's really nice. Yeah, the, um, this actually must have been one of the more expensive parts of the movie, just rebuilding this whole, like, Muppet Show set and everything. Like, it's, it's really, like, it's it's good. Thumbs up, Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh... uh Gonzo performs. He's gonna throw a bowling ball at Jack Black's yeah, head. Yeah, it's head bowling. bowling pin yeah. off. But it gets stuck on his thumb, and he just... <laughs> flies off i thought the joke was gonna be that gonzo almost like flies off because like he's stuck to the bowling ball when he throws it and like accidentally shoots himself out of like out of the 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 ceiling or something like that but that doesn't quite happen but yeah mm -hmm. that and becomes Jack a Black's yeah. screaming that they're crazy and to help him this is not a joke yeah and everybody's just laughing and people start donating money yeah calling in and celebrities start showing up backstage, and by celebrities I mean Whoopi Goldberg, and Selena Gomez, and some kid some... Kermit doesn't know, and I also don't know. I'm assuming I... this must be some kid from the Disney Channel that was a big no, thing. No, he's 2000... he was he's on Modern Family. Oh, is he? Because I was either like he's yeah. got to be either that or he won a Muppet contest, and this is mm. like his like one like non-speaking role. Um, but yeah, it's it, I don't even remember who Selena Gomez was. She's before she was murdered. In she, she was a she was a Disney kid. Yeah, okay. I've never heard and the I, name. She before, was. But... I think she was in Spring Breakers with that. Oh, really? That that section wasn't that section void of personality. James Franco in that. Yeah, too? I think so. Cause like, yeah, it's him yeah. with like like fucking silver teeth, like harassing a bunch of like like fucking drunk girls at the beach or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, but uh oh uh, kermit's in a tuxedo you gotta love a muppet yeah. in a tuxedo and they say that they their agents told them there's career possibilities here which whoopi goldberg does need so yeah sometimes uh, it doesn't take a lot to get whoopi goldberg to show up at your at your function even yeah just, either 2011 or 2018 or 1990 1988 yeah fucking there's a reason why she showed up in star trek so walter's uh gonna go on live tv no pressure, just millions of people judging him and figuring out if he's worthy to be a Muppet. But he can't do it, so he runs and makes a hole through the wall. Yeah, it does a Roger Rabbit thing. Oh, I should Since... also point, uh, during all the stuff that's going on, uh, the old guy laughing with his grandkids uh, during the Smells Like Teen Spirit Barbershop Quartet number. Uh, mm -hmm. We've seen him recently. He played uh, the Elder Tinker in Oz the Great and Powerful. Uh, mm -hmm. And he was also Moses, the janitor in the Hudsucker Proxy, which I pointed out when we watched uh, Oz and Great Power. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So instead of Walter, here's the Barbershop Quartet. Sam the Eagle, <laughs> Ralph, Beaker, and the Handsome Pig, I don't remember his name, singing Nirvana and fucking destroying it. I, <laughs> I don't know why, but I like this a lot. It took me a while they to realize what great. they're singing, because even Jack yeah. Black is like, you're murdering one of the greatest songs of all time. And I had to like yeah. pause and rewind, like, wait, what are they singing? 
Because at first yeah. it just seems like just gibberish. I'm like, oh my god, that actually is like... <laughs> because they're not seeking a barbershop quartet correctly. No, it's it's a mess all around, which actually makes it funnier, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it, the it, it. It actually feels like an old Muppet sketch. It really does, be. yeah. Oh, and they aside also shrink... The, uh, they end up shrinking... Yeah, uh, aside from the kind of lame joke of shrinking his head. But yeah. I guess that's it's better than just having the obvious joke of just shaving all of his hair off. Um, also, kudos for not just recycling a Looney Tunes joke with the uh, uh, Barber Seville. Yeah. And now the chickens are going to sing CeeLo Green's Fuck You. Speaking and of 2011, I, yeah, this is not the thing. Yeah. I, I am shocked they can air such foul language on TV. <laughs> I'm actually... Foul language. You know what? I wonder if they would have actually had that joke in the film, but it got cut out because it's kind of drawing attention to the fact that the what the song originally was. Mm. Oh, but then... Yeah, we see that the... Well, well the, then we see people answering phones, and Neil Patrick Harris is there, and he's like, I don't know why I'm not hosting this either. And the better question is, I don't know why he's not Jason Segel's part in this movie. Yeah, no, that's the thing. This, I Neil this... Patrick Harris, no offense to just... Oh, okay, sure, offense to him. But <laughs> Fuck Neil that Patrick guy. Harris, he could have actually done the dancing at the start of the movie. Yeah, and the like singing, he, he could have, like, he actually... He would have been yeah. a better lead. He would have been a much snappier personality for the Muppets to interact with. Um, also, yeah. it's, it, yeah, so it's Doogie Howser, it's John Krasinski, uh, mm -hmm. it's Judd Hirsch and James Carville, mm -hmm. which, they never even get to say anything, they're just in, like, that one shot, they also show up during the Manana Mana thing during the credits, but, yeah, it just, yeah, I just love for, like, one shot that these, uh, uh, celebrities show up. Yeah. And, uh, the, oh, no, Tex Richmond. He used an axe to smash the power supply, so the theater's without power now. Oh, uh, no, That seems Uncle very Hank. dangerous. That's yeah. a good way to electrocute yourself. Yeah. But, oh, uh, but, uh, Mary fixes it. Uh, she, they're there now, because the, the car they fixed earlier in the morning. The show's back on. Oh, yeah, and they and, got there by map. That's how they got back so quickly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But then, uh, Tex Richmond gets some bolt cutters and goes up to the roof with Uncle Deadly. But once I'm there... Uh, Uncle Deadly says, just because he has a terrifying name and an evil English accent does not preclude that in his heart he is a Muppet. I guess Not that's... a Muppet. <laughs> and, uh, throws, yeah. and throws Tex Richmond from the tower and laughs at him. Which, and then when I first saw this, I thought, I was like, oh my god, did they actually just kill the bad guy? Because he just threw him off the roof of a building. I guess he just happened to land on the roof of the building next door, which just happened to be like one floor lower, I guess. Mm. Yeah, so Tex Richmond is just kind of fucked up but not dead. Yeah. So, Kermit asks the humans how they got there so fast and tells them to travel by map, as you said. Oh, I'm then, sorry, uh, yeah, okay. No, it's fine. Gary says he's sorry for bailing, but uh, he realized you don't let the most important per person in your life get away. And Kermit goes and talks to Miss Piggy after that. And he tells Scooter to cover for him. He says he doesn't... Uh, Scooter says he doesn't go on stage. He's just a backstage person. And Kermit tells him to do what he does. And just imagine the audience naked. You know uh, what? The internet pointed out something interesting, too. Uh, when uh, Piggy and uh, Kermit reconcile, uh, they both have their both halves of their, of their wedding photo from the Great Muppet... Mm -hmm. or not the Great Muppet Caper, from uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. But mm -hmm. in the movie, they never suggest they actually got married in real life. It's funny that they just have wedding photos, but, like, it's never suggested... Like, it's not like they ever got divorced or anything like that, but... Anyway. <laughs> just turn it out oh. there! It's just this weird Muppet reality technicality! Like, yeah. 
Well, no, they never said they were married in this. Maybe they just really liked that photo and were like, this is what it would be if we did. So they just, they're, they're, like, Kermit's mansion at the beginning was just their fuck hut. They're just living yeah. in sin all this time. Man, this is pretty raunchy for a Disney film. So, uh, Kermit uh, takes off his tux, gets naked to go see Miss Piggy. <laughs> just, yeah. But she's not in there, and she's not in her dressing room. But he sees her plane ticket is a one-way trip. Oh, oh no! That greasy so pig hole is open for business. Scooter goes out and looks at the audience and says, "You're all naked." And he sees them in well, kind of. They're in their underwear, and he's like, "Okay," and that works. And then. Uh, Kermit pulls half of the photo of Piggy out of one of his drawers. I'm sorry, like, I totally jumped the... It. Okay, yeah. And then she has the other half, and they touch them together, and he gives a heartfelt speech that if they don't sing together tonight, they may never get another chance. So they go out, and they sing the Rainbow Connection, and uh, other Muppets join hands and come out and join them. And I was going to say some of the Muppets performing it without Jim Henson. But then all the Muppets joined together. And it was, fuck if it wasn't actually a nice moment. Oh, yeah. It's it's definitely like kind of the highlight of the whole film. Mm-hmm. Animal gives into his shoulder devil and plays the drums. Yeah, kind of like croc moment there, but yeah. Yeah, and then uh, they finish the song and... Kermit asks Piggy if she'll stay, and of course she will. And they have $9 million, and it's almost midnight, and uh, they have nothing left in the show. No no more acts, and Gary's looking for Walter. I want to look on We need one more act to fill out the show! And they're very close to getting the $10 million they need, too, so like it's right at the finish line. And Gary finds Walter, who's worried people will laugh at him. He'd rather go home and lead a normal life again. And Gary tells him, nut up, pussy, quit being a bitch. Yeah, I wonder if the original cut where uh, uh, Walter was uh, Gary's creation, he's like, motherfucker, I built you, I can unmake you, now go out there and save the <laughs> fucking Muppets, you fucking felt pussy bitch. Like, go. Yeah. yeah. They have $9.7 million, and then the show comes back uh, with no plans, and but then Walter's on stage whistling. This is what everyone comes it? to the Muppets for. Of course, people love it for reasons. I mean, they should have. They should have at least had some shit behind him, something? fucking shit up, like destroy the set or something. I mean, no, he's just whistling. Kudos Great. to the movie for embracing the fact that he has just a simple talent. It's not like he suddenly he's break dancing or anything like that. But again, for such an underwhelming character, such an underwhelming why, why? addition to the Muppets canon, for this to be the thing that, I'm like, really? That's why that's. Could oh. Why couldn't he have done what the one uh, character did in Meet the Fables, where he did yoga and stuck his own head up his own asshole? Or something like that, yeah! Or it could have been more passively funny or something like that, but... it And it also just goes on for a while. I'm actually watching it right now. This whole whistling thing is happening for... And Jason Siegel's crying off stage, and... I don't... This is not quite having the punch that I think the filmmakers intended. It's just a little lame, no. but whatever. Oh, also, oh, the no. falling up of the rainbow connection with this is a little bit of a... Uh, misfire. Yeah, because yeah, it's kind of like you, you've already had the climax of the film practically. But then they stop a dollar short because Tex Richmond drives the car into a telephone pole. <laughs> yeah, he throws comes... 80's robot out of the car. He steals 80's robot's car and drives it into the pole. And then he comes inside all beat up and says he won and the Muppets are finished. And they have their one dollar short. Somebody could have just been like, here's a dollar, you got it. Seriously, but... any one person as part of this crew just could have had a one buck in their pocket and fixed it, but the, uh, the no. I forgot how this movie ends. 
So Fozzie's so upset about the fact that they're not going to make it, he bangs his head against the, the, the money counter, which reveals mm -hmm. that actually the decimal point on the money counter was wrong, and they were... They they had not even raised ten thousand dollars, much less no, than they, ten they, million. They were, no, they raised ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety. Oh, is that okay? Cents. Okay, okay, but they, still, they weren't close at all. But he, I love even but, Fozzie's but reaction means, is like. <laughs> but that means the first lady that called in, she didn't give them twenty five bucks. She gave them twenty five cents. What a cheap asshole! Hey, welcome to the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I love even Fozzie's reaction. It's like, that actually kind of makes me feel better. It's not like we were that close and we were always fucked, so at least it's not yeah. our fault, but yeah. So Tex Richmond kicks them all out, and Kermit sadly says that he won and they have to go. And, like, every, and then, the audience just lets them slowly, like, walk out of there and being kicked out of their own event by this obviously evil villain. Like, how yeah. does somebody just pull out a tire and start beating the shit out of them? <laughs> so they, they sadly walk out with... Fozzie's fart shoes keeping the moment dramatic. I wonder if that was edited later, because that is a kind of a funny joke, because it's all so sad, but fart, fart, fart. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. They go out to the lobby, and Kermit gives them a speech that they tried. I mean, even if they failed, they failed together, and that him that to him that's not failing at all, and he doesn't care if nobody believes in them, because he believed in them, and the name doesn't matter, so they'll start again from the bottom as a family. And they walk out the door with their heads held high. Uh, and then he does he does do that. He walks out the doors. But there's a huge crowd of people who showed up. Because the Muppets are, Muppets are fucking awesome. Duh. It is like 10 million people. Like, if they just got a dollar from each one of these people, then, then the problem's fixed. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Muppets, except Walter, is one of their own. And I don't care about Walter. He's fine-ish. But... Man, I wish the design had been something more. Something, yeah. Let's put it this but, way. You're not, like, waiting for Walter to ever come back in a future Muppets production. Yeah. Like, but then oh. Ralph plays the piano, and they reprise everything is great, everything is grand. They got the whole darn world in the palm of their hands. And they need to stop showing those baby Muppets, because they give me nightmares. They're fucking fantastic. I hate them. Some of the unsung heroes of the Muppet canon. <laughs> the goddamn then, creepy Muppets. Oh, crazy baby butts. Oh. And then it's the end. But it's not. Gary asks Mary to marry him. Gonza throws a bowling ball. This like, all happens Richmond. after the, like, during the credits, which this is yeah. fucking crazy. Gonza throws a bowling ball at Tex Richmond, causes him to have a head injury and give the theater and name back to the Muppets. It had, it's, and, uh, Kermit and Piggy are together, and she's milking fame and shit and getting, eating up the paparazzi, and, and then it's over. Yeah, it's all also intercut with uh, all the celebrities from the movie singing Manabana. And yeah. it's all just like it's it's cute. It's you know. It's it from as much as you were like, oh fuck that movie last week. It I was prepared for it to be terrible. Well, and to be honest, I'm the glad first the yeah. first song number in the movie, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. I think I made a mistake. But once that Muppets actually get in the movie, it's perfectly perfectly fine and entertaining. You mean once it actually turns into a Muppet movie? Correct. That's part of my problem, and it takes like a good twenty minutes for the actual Muppet stuff to really kick in, which is kind of a shame. Yeah, but and thankfully, the, once the Muppets do get there, the humans aren't a huge section of the movie anymore, yeah. which, is, which is good, but 
I think if they had cast somebody like Neil Patrick Harris instead of as Gary, it would have improved the whole that whole section mm-hmm. of the movie. I mean, yeah, I mean, congrats to Jason Siegel for trying to bring the Muppets back, and I guess he did for a short while. I mean, they did this, and yeah. this was popular enough to justify a sequel, which I guess a lot of people hated and did badly enough. It kind of killed the franchise again. Well, they also had the TV show for a while. Well, the TV show I guess came by a couple of years later, and that was so hated too. That seems to really fucking. I, w- I watched it. It was fine. I never Mark, got a chance to even. Just see any of it it's holy shit just the, the quote-unquote super muppet fans being assholes yeah. and being doing the bill mudger thing of it's not if one <laughs> was a kid but i i think this movie did make a couple like basic mistakes like too much jason siegel mm-hmm. walter's not interesting enough and the songs are okay like quality songs whatever i'm not a musician nut so i can't really sit down and throw too many uh, stones about that stuff but yeah i i think if they just made one or two other uh, different creative decisions. The movie will be a lot more solid. It's not terrible, but no. it's just it's, it's got it's, funny it's, moments. It's okay. It, it's 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 passable. I thought, I thought it was funnier than Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, well, I could see that. Um, but but I also like the performers better. I'm kind of curious about them. Muppets Most Wanted to see how good or bad that is because that's the one everyone got really like about. And although that sounds like that's kind of like a, a rehash of uh, the Great Muppet Keeper because it's supposed to be European spy hijinks. Um, yeah, but it's also supposed to have got. Uh, Tina Fey in it, so it can't be that bad. Yeah, uh, I, I, and also I don't trust other people's opinions on Muppet stuff. Yeah, I, I've learned because everybody was like Muppets from Space sucks ass, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I I watched Muppets from Space, it made me laugh. I uh, like it fine. Well, I've seen it a bunch of times. We'll have a chance to really tear apart Muppets from Space. Not not I mean tear apart not a bad way, but it, like analyze Muppet in Space when I eventually end up doing that for the podcast someday. Yeah, I like it. <sighs> it's fun. Muppets. They're I'm glad good. we got a chance to talk about this. Um, my trivia for this movie—I forgot. I forgot. I, I didn't delete the one piece of trivia I had about last week's uh, 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 movie. So the first piece of trivia I have about the Muppets movie is: this was supposedly inspired by Jason Siegel's breakup with Linda Cardellini. Hmm. He got a lot of mileage out of that breakup for two different movies. Uh, no, that would—that's just pertaining to forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, just one other two pieces of actual trivia. Uh, Frank Oz refused to take part of this film because he hated the script. In particular, he objected to the originally shot ending where it's revealed that Tex Richman was just Kermit in a human-shaped suit. With the entire movie just being a ruse to get the Muppets back together again. Which I can Mm. see that. That is, like, really not, like, something Kermit would do. I love that the sight gag would be hilarious. (laughs) Like, I would presumably, I guess, Tex Richmond's face would just, like, zip up open. You have Kermit inside. That sounds hilarious. Like, if he was, like, one of the uh, Pacific Rim robots. But I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So, this is one of the few productions where Frank Oz had nothing to do with this movie. Um, And... In the original version, oh yeah, Walter was a puppet built by Jason Siegel, and Charles, no, 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 his name's not Charles, not, okay, not Charles Gordon, Charles Groden, mm-hmm. turned down an offer to cameo as his character from the great Muppet movie, Nicky Holiday. Which, that's mm-hmm. a shame, because I would have loved to that see what the shame. hell they would have had have him do, but, yeah, because yeah. he's, yeah, your, your impersonation of him, too, is fucking fantastic. <laughs> Just breathing down the neck of, of whoever's mm-hmm. sitting next to you. Um, but yeah, there's not a ton of trivia about this. So look up the Muppet Wiki. It's, it's it's always fascinating to read anything about the making of anything Muppet related because there's just so much technical stuff and and things going on in any production. And um, also, yeah, I was reading about how supposedly 
Um, it was this production that, between this and the Muppet TV show that you were just talking about, that Steve Whitmire, who was the guy who took over Kermit duties from, from uh, uh, Jim Henson after he died, it, it supposedly it was him being upset at this and, and, and the Muppet TV show that eventually got him canned from the Muppet Company. Because that was mm -hmm. a big piece of news, like, a couple of years ago, was that he got fired uh, from the, like, from, it was a big deal, because not only had he taken over, he was Kermit. He was the second yeah. Kermit after Jim Henson died. But he had already been a part of the, uh, the, the the studio since, like, the 70s, so it's not like they just hired him just to be a Kermit. He had been working there for, like, 40 years, and they fired him. Uh, but according to Disney, he got fired because he was an asshole, and he did a lot yeah, of other fun. Say, like, it was, it, like, it's a one-sided story. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really get fired for being an asshole with two things like that. He probably was an asshole. Exactly. Yeah. They're that. like he had to burn so many bridges that he pretty much managed to murder forty years of goodwill somehow. And it wasn't necessarily just related to him just being upset about like the script, original script of this movie or anything like that. But who knows? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's the Muppets 2011. Not. I feel bad for slandering it so much because I think it's you know what a lot of it is maybe not so much the movie just Walter. <laughs> I have an irrational, white-hot hatred of Walter. I think mm -hmm. part of it's jealous because I, I, I want to be Walter. I want to take his place. I want to be a little Muppet being like, I want to be part of the Muppets too and live forever and just have Muppet dad family fun. Yeah, I mean, who would want? It is interesting that, oh, okay, that's right, because of the head injury, it's revealed that Tex Richmond did give the studio and the Muppet name back to the Muppets because I was going to say that, like, like, Gonzo just murdered his entire company for nothing. And now everyone's broken and tired at the end, but no, I guess everything did work out okay for everybody. Hmm. But yeah. anyway, we should wrap yeah, this up because you fun. got a crying yeah. baby and I've got a dog I need hey. to take outside. You got a farty dog. Oh man, a farty uh, dog, oh my god. I gave him some you. I gave him a chicken treat that I don't think went down that well. Bill, what you doing next time? Okay, for my third and maybe final summer comedy entry uh for this year for the, the this this summer and their our year of our lord uh, 2018 i'm going to talk about the the comedy classic caddyshack it's all right double yeah, double 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 i saw that for the first time probably about when i was in like 2002 uh -oh. by the fact that you're so quiet for so long it does not bode well <laughs> Did, um, I, did I make boo-boo? It's got no, Bill Murray and Jamie Chase in it. It can't be. And, Wait. Yeah. One of those things I could. I'm not saying Chevy Chase is by. I'm just saying Chevy Chase has made some funny movies in his life. But even the bad ones, if Bill Murray had been there, Bill Murray is a good contingency plan for when the Chevy Chase part of your movie falls apart. So, so, you, so you think that's like double insurance? Here's my prediction. Yeah. Here's my prediction, oh, Bill. No. You'll like it because of the era it was shot in. And <laughs> I uh, like the film stock and the fact that they're drinking <laughs> old sodas. Yeah. Yeah, and and I will continue to think it is fine. Oh, maybe so it's gonna I'll be like the flip flop more. of this. Maybe, of maybe today's I'll episode. like it more the second time through. No, because wow. I'm not like fuck Caddyshack. I just <laughs> fuck that gopher. I have no why, but fuck, fuck that gopher in his gut. I don't even know if the gopher is a big thing. I remember Caddyshack two came out when I was in high school. It was like middle school. And I remember more about the media promotion for... I never saw Caddyshack 2 either, but I remember the commercials for Caddyshack were... Like, the the, the gopher was like... Like, they tried to turn that into the marketable, cute, fuzzy thing for the series. Which I guess didn't work out because I never made a Caddyshack 3. But... Yeah. 
God damn. I just figured, what the fuck? I've never seen Caddyshack. Um, even yeah. though it's not necessarily... I'm assuming it's not very summer-themed, other than the fact that it takes place outside on a golf course. But of all... Yeah, looking at the list of possible summer comedies that we could talk about in this on this show and didn't seem like obvious ass from the get-go, Caddyshack was one of the few gems I could pick out of that pile. Yeah, that's fine. Caddyshack. Yeah. It's Bill Murray. How bad can it be? It's got Rodney get Dangerfield. Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield is pretty funny in it. Oh, my God. That dog... Oh my god, dog. I think I need to take him. He's got to lay a big shit or something's going on inside to, to, him. To get the latest dog farting updates, follow Mudrun on Twitter. It's I'm like... Turtle on Twitter. It's Tardy like the end of Twitter. Ghostbusters in here. Oh my god, speaking of Bill Murray. Tardy Podcast, dog. Um, Tardy Podcast on all the things. Oh my <laughs> god. The ground's going to crack up beneath our feet and swallow me before I get a chance to finish recording this. <laughs> God. Bill's gonna go take a dog for a dump. I'm gonna go make sure my baby hasn't eaten my wife. Yeah, make. <laughs> what is that a thing? Is that a problem? He's been breastfeeding that hard. He's just going. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a well-known fact. Sometimes babies just eat their parents. <laughs> just suck her dry. It's just like she's just the like desiccated husk when you get downstairs, and he's just burp. <laughs> I had my fill. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, we're coming back next week with with, with the Caddyshack and. Oof, that was the Muppets 2011. It's not as bad as people make it out to be. No, I feel bad for slagging on it, but not totally all bad. I feel three quarters bad for slagging on it. If you can get past the terrible first ten minutes, you'll be fine. Yeah, if you can get over that Jason Segel-shaped speed bump at the start. <laughs> yep. Kabump, kabump. Kabump, kabump. Well, I got nothing else. You got anything else? No, that's it. I'm dry. I am choking to death. I can't even come up with a witty, like, rejoinder or, like, callback to, like, like, the rainbow. I can't. Oh. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> life's like a movie right your own ending. Keep believing. Keep pretending. Oh, Until that's... next time, keep feeding your holes with pop culture. Goodbye, everybody. That's very sweet. I'm crying now. I forgot that's what, how that song started. Are you crying because of that or because Part of, of it. the dog? The dog I mean, farts. holy shit. Yeah, I need to get out of here. This is actually... This is okay. <laughs> Fill your holes. Pop culture. Bye, everybody.